This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The country we now call Australia was built on the stolen lands of hundreds of unique Indigenous nations, and we recognise that as white women, we continue to partake in and benefit from the act of colonisation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Book Slut, a podcast bringing erotica out of the gutter and into a snobbier gutter. Hi, my name is Abby. And I'm Sam. It should go without saying that this podcast is not safe for work, so put your headphones in. Ready? Okay. okay. <laughs> Hi, Abby. How are you going? I'm pretty good. Ate a lot of food. Feel a little sick. Mm-mm. Average day. <laughs> Lockdown life. <laughs> so, this fortnight I read Leg Lover Denier. by LG Denier, which is a funny joke. For those of you who have not had an occasion to buy stockings, it is the, what is it? Like the thread it's, count? It's like the thickness. Yeah. So the, the less, the lower the denier, the, the sexier the stocking. The sexier the stocking, <laughs> exactly. So this is a story of leg and foot fetishism. And on the, on the front here it says, Publishers warning, adults only. Oh. Just in case the, the cover didn't give <laughs> it away. I mean, again, I'm, the more we read, the more struck I am by like, how they could also be a murder mystery. Oh, yeah. She definitely could be murdered. Doing or doing oh, murdering. I thought she was doing some murder. I mean, sexy murder. <laughs> we really have to read some crime ads. So this book came into my life um, from my partner, actually. They bought it. real into feet. <laughs> it's a hint. <laughs> um, they're not. But, oh, well. I don't know. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, so they bought it from Savers and went through the whole ordeal of being like, well, it's not for me. And the shop people being like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that's, a, that's, what is it? A love language? Buying each other oh, yeah, like shitty books? <laughs> I don't get, I actually was looking at love languages recently and I don't get them. Like, isn't everybody all of them? I think so, but I think the idea is that you have, like, a tendency towards one or a couple, like, more so than other ones. But I also, like, I want gifts. I want words of affirmation. (laughs) I want touch. I want want all of the Quality time. (laughs) Why are you making me choose? (laughs) Needy asshole. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about um, fetish, I guess. Specifically, leg and foot fetishism. Yeah. It's actually the first fetish that we've kind of delved into. Yeah. And so I looked at some definitions. Yeah, which I think is helpful because I think it oftenly oftenly it oftenly gets confused with kink. <laughs> so I think it's important it to make that. Oftenly isn't a word it should be. That was an incredibly <laughs> useful placement of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so all of the legitimate dictionaries, by which I mean Oxford, Merriam Webster Cambridge. I'm glad that we have you on the record saying which dictionaries you think Oh, and Macquarie. Macquarie is also a good one. Um, had a certain kind of definition, but then outside of those, I found I was a little, like, it's an interesting point about the way we define something and the language that we use for it, because 
some of the definitions used words like abnormal Mm. and pathology and things like that, which just kind of really struck me as as quite judgy language when you're looking at what should be a kind of objective definition of something. Yeah, totally. When you turn to a dictionary, you're not looking for an opinion. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But the, the fact that, like... To, to a lot of people, it isn't an opinion yeah. right, that a fetish is abnormal or outside of the normal is, is quite interesting to me. But And then the other thing that I found was I didn't know that the actual word fetish comes from religion. Yeah. Which I thought was really Magical interesting. objects or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So um, an object believed to have magical power to protect or aid its owner is like the original... Sexy powers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, you know. But it's, you think about it, like something like flagellation, for instance, which can be a fetish, was quite big in the Catholic Church. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that the in the Venn diagram, there's probably a lot of overlap. <laughs> crossover. Um, so I guess for like people who aren't aware of the difference between fetish and kink, generally speaking, kink is used more as an umbrella term. Uh, and it can be, I mean, it can include all kinds of different things and there can be an overlap between that and fetishes. But I, from what I understand, the point of difference is this idea of like necessity, yeah. whether you just enjoy a kink, it may add a level of enjoyment to your sexual experience and maybe something you dip in and out of, whereas a fetish is something that more often people require or almost always require to be able to be aroused. Yeah, so the definition that I have is an object or bodily part whose real or fantasized presence is psychologically necessary for sexual gratification. Yeah, I think that like there is a really important distinction between like fantasizing about something or something turning you on and it being a full-blown fetish. Yeah, definitely. I found it interesting in the Cambridge Dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's the lawyer and me coming out. Um, That they've had a thing saying it's a sexual interest in an object or part of the body other than the sexual organs. Like it seems to make that distinction almost as a way of being like, oh, it's out again, outside of the norm. Yeah, so it's like you're sexualizing something that isn't traditionally by definition. I did air quotations there. (laughs) sexual yeah yeah so those are good things to keep in mind as we delve into this conversation i was honestly like a little bit nervous going into this i think as far as fetishes go like leg and foot fetishism is probably the more well-known well-established maybe the the least um unusual (laughs) It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like I didn't realize how common it oh, was. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a lot of a lot of studies are putting it, at, you know, in in their surveys about half. Yeah, totally. Of the people and the other thing I didn't realize before going into this was kind of how broad the range is of someone having a foot fetish. There's oh, yeah. like so many different oh, things yeah. that they can be into, <laughs> which probably are in this book, <laughs> <laughs> which probably explains why. Like I just thought that if it if it had been that common that I would have come across it personally but I also wonder like how something like um wearing sexy stockings or like stockings with lingerie and like high Mm. heels is pretty like kind of mainstream sexy yeah yeah air quotes around (laughs) sexy in that so I think like if you had an inclination towards that you probably wouldn't even need to be like I have a fetish yeah yeah (laughs) Um, that's that's true 
That's true. But yeah, I went into it a little bit nervous just because it's new waters for us. And I really wanted to keep an open mind, not just around like other people and what they like and all the kinds of things that people um, get aroused by. But also for myself, like I didn't want to go into it being like, this is ridiculous or just like, oh, this is something that I'm going to observe, observe in a detached way. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to try to like read it and be like, does this, <laughs> does this turn me on? Does this turn me on? Um, <laughs> and so like there was some, some points of self-discovery throughout reading this, <laughs> throughout reading this book, which was, which was really um, interesting. So before we, before I tell you any more about it, there's this in the very first, so it was published in 2006 and on the page where it's got all the publisher information, there's this little disclaimer that I thought maybe you might like to read. This book is a work of fiction. In real life, make sure you practice safe, sane, and consensual sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It could it's... probably be more prominent, <laughs> I think. It could be more prominent. <laughs> so that made me um, giggle. I, like, I read that and I was like, oh my god, what am I in for with this book? <laughs> Um, so essentially, so the entire like premise of this book is this man who is speaking to his therapist, which immediately brings us into this like pathology. Yeah, kind of, yeah, um, definitely. Which I found really interesting. Do you think the author's into feet? I mean, why would you write a book? Uh, having read this, feet? like, if not, they are very patient with writing very like meticulous detail about feet. <laughs> Okay. Something else that's really interesting about this book is that it is from an entirely male perspective. And I mean, it it, it could well be written by someone of any gender, but it is purported to be by um, a man. So also wonder about like the gender divide of foot fetishism. Yeah. I couldn't find anything that was like concrete on that. Yeah. Except some just like hand waving being like, yeah, men like it more. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I'm like, that's interesting and also why i mean not to pathologize (laughs) but like if if there does have a gender skew like there's got to be a reason behind that right like surely but yeah i couldn't find much yeah me neither um but yeah so i kept that in mind while i was reading that it was written by a man from a male perspective and i just like kept being like who is this for like is this for If most people who have foot fetishes are men, are they reading this? (laughs) Given that most erotica and romance, as we know, most erotica and romance literature is read by predominantly by women. I just felt like an interesting like crossroads that we haven't really dealt with before. Yeah, definitely. So the entire book is his therapy sessions where he's just um, relaying stories and experiences to his therapist about his fetish. Essentially, like, he feels like it's gotten to the point where it's interfering with his life. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, is, is, is seeking uh, help in that, in that area, I guess. So would you like to hear some treatments for fetishes by psychologists? Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so variety of treatments. Relaxation. Wait, are these new or old old okay. uh, well like i think around post-world war ii-ish yeah okay. um so uh vari- i essentially i read a an article called secrets of the sexual fetish how sin became the new normal 
which was essentially about how in the 1780s was it's like considered the heyday of english flagellation and they had like the heyday yeah and they had like (laughs) flagellation boudoirs run by um sex workers who would whip men and then in the 18th century you know we see relatively similar to um nymphomania people being like sex is out of control and this is immoral and blah 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 Mm. so then it started becoming a lot more kind of hush hush yeah um and uh, a psychologist, Kraft Ebbing, published something in 1886, which is an encyclopedia of perversions with 237 case studies of unacceptable sexual practice. Unex- this is unacceptable. <laughs> you know what? I reckon he was probably fucking filthy. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, they have some things like relaxation procedures, scathing verbal attacks pertaining to fetish. <laughs> fetishistic <laughs> behavior yell it out of them like, you're <laughs> yeah. disgusting you're the worst. <laughs> hypnotic suggestion to induce nausea and a variety of drugs that would make people vomit while they listen back to them yeah. talking about their fetish so, and i think that was also often used in like um for like gay conversion yeah, therapy and stuff yeah, yeah. No, it's no good it's no, no good no good can i happen. don't think they're doing it anymore i mean <laughs> oh <laughs> So in it, he explores all all kinds of things and all he like opens up about all the different kinds of foot fetishes from specific shape and size of legs, ankles, feet, toes, their smell, whether they're nude or whether they're adorned. Um, Some are into stockings, some like leather, some like heels, some like sandals, blah, blah, blah. And he's sort of... Is he just listing these off? (laughs) He's like, the psych's like, I just asked you how you were. And he's (laughs) like, like, well, some like leather. He like, like, explores a lot of that throughout the entire book. Right. He himself, he's, at one point, it's like, hosiery without transparency has no erotic value for me. Um, Heaven forbid that women want to be warm. (laughs) And then he goes on and he's like, we change, our fetishes evolve, sexuality is fluid. Now in my 40s, I can appreciate legs and feet bare or clothed, but prefer the latter. But curiously, fishnets, patent hosiery and opaque hosiery, no matter how expensive or exquisitely produced, leave me cold. So he gets into like really specific detail. That's that's a lot. (laughs) And like... So, I'm already like, I don't care about you, sir. Oh, right? Like, so this is what I found interesting over the, throughout the course of the book. I was a real roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like, there were moments where I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is filthy and mm-hmm. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like pages and pages and pages of like very meticulous detail about <laughs> feet and stock- stockings in particular, nylons in particular. It's just like, ah. Uh... So what I learned there was. Probably don't have a thing for feet specifically. Yep. Just the sex around it. (laughs) (laughs) My legs were shaking too much with my laughter. So, like, what you're saying is, like, would probably be open to a foot job. (laughs) Probably. I just don't understand the dexterity of it. I'd be open to... Some of the women in this have to do some crazy shit with their toes. (laughs) Well, this is the thing. I'd be like, I'd be open to giving it a try, but I would be really worried that I would kick them in the balls. Mm, They might like that. (laughs) They might. Or, like, just... it, it It would just be, like, to use a horrific phrase... Throwing a hot dog down a hallway, <laughs> but with my feet because I couldn't 
get them close enough but together the thing to. Is, like, the, what they interpret, like how I interpreted the the, because there are a lot of foot jobs in this, right? And by that point, he's already so aroused that like you, the the idea of like needing to have like pressure, right? On it, it's it's about the feet. It's about yeah. the feet being near. There's still like the a um, friction for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. but like you 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 don't need to work the feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're working. <laughs> So early on, though, like there were all these moments that kind of like snapped me out of it. And I found it really challenging because I was like, I actually really don't have an issue if you've got a foot fetish or a leg fetish. Fine. But then there were moments where I was like, nah, nope, that's crossing a line for me. Like really early on, like page eight, he's like, he's confessing that I've taken pictures of women who never had any idea that they were being photographed, for Mm. example. I was like, mm mm. You know, somebody caught me taking a photo of them without their permission the other day. <laughs> what were you doing? He was walking two ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> he was walking them in halters. Did he? And I wanted to take a picture. Did he, like, say something? No, he turned around and I'm not good at taking pictures without it being obvious that oh I'm taking God. a picture. He turned around and then I put my phone down and I was like I'm sorry oh my god anyway sorry don't do it (laughs) um so the first story he tells his therapist is about this woman called Patricia and I actually really liked Patricia so what he he runs a like a hosiery store called Sheer Delight. Of course he does. And he also has uh, this library, like he's like a collector. So he collects like photos and videos and, um, you know, hosiery itself and shoes and all interviews and all this stuff. He also runs a website called leglover.com. Mm-hmm. Thinking about when you're saying he runs a hosiery store, I also read this article about a man who was put in prison, but he was called the Tosuck Fairy. Oh, <laughs> Uh, he was in I'm Arkansas. I'm not sure I like the, the name. <laughs> no, <laughs> the nothing magical could have done that. better. <laughs> he, was, he was a man in Arkansas and he, he pretended to work at like shoe stores to go up to women and then suck on their toes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, all of the women, aside from the people that he just like puts on in the street and like yeah, yeah. looks up their skirts and stuff and takes photos without their... Knowing. Aside I mean, from that. There is, there, just because you didn't quite take a, a big break, but there is a big difference between perving on someone in the street and looking up their skirt. Can we? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> we'll just go on record yes. with that. <laughs> but other than that, like all of the people he has sex with and whatnot, or like actually touches their feet, they're all oh, that's good. willing participants. That's good. Enthusiastic even. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So... He's interviewing this woman, Patricia, for his library. And she's telling him all about how she has a stocking fetish. And he's, like, fascinated by this because he's like, oh, this mystical woman who likes the same stuff that I like. Um, She's, like, talking about how, like, she was young and, like, her parents wouldn't let her wear makeup or heels or whatever. Um, And so she became, like, really obsessed with it. Yeah, because that's the other thing. So many fetishes, the, the general idea is that fetishes are developed... When you're a child. Yeah. And I did see some things talking about with foot fetishes. Maybe one of the reasons it's so common is because children are, they deal more with feet 
They're lower to the ground. They huh. see feet more often. I guess that makes sense. They're often playing under tables around their parents' feet. It's also, if you think about, like, tickling feet, mm. that's mostly with children. You don't really do that with adults. Unless you do. <laughs> Unless you do. <laughs> um, so there is kind of that theory as to why it's so prevalent. Yeah, right. And the idea is not that, you know, you have some sort of massive trauma, but that can also establish a fetish. It's more just that things affect people in a different way and yeah. maybe something happens when you're a child that that then is something you think about as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Patricia isn't allowed, so she's a, she becomes really obsessed with it. So she spends some time at her aunt's house who lets her dress up in all of her fancy old clothes from like the 40s and shit. And then one day her aunt is out and she like gets all dressed up, puts on all of this makeup, um, and then she just like goes to town on herself. Um... <laughs> And goes to town like 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 masturbating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't make that. Clear. I did a hand gesture, but oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so this like stood out to me because there was the first bit in the book where I was like, "Damn, this is, this is sexy." Oh, again. And I was like, "Oh, I'm such so predictable." Um, but like, listen to this, right? So it's like looking at my face in the mirror. I thought I looked great, real sexy, like a posh tart. <laughs> A posh tart. <laughs> yeah, the language in this is interesting. Um, like, it's old. Like, it's right. yeah. published 2006, 2006. Yeah. but it's old. Yeah. Um, and that's when it became sexual. I rubbed my clit with a fingertip and pinched my nipples hard, just standing there, adoring myself in the mirror and wanking on my aunt's cushioned stool. And when I was close to coming, I made myself stop. And then she, like, goes on and she ends up getting herself off using... The handle of a hairbrush. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, so this woman would like wear stockings underneath their clothes and sleep in them and like look for men who are into it, which is a, as she explains, is like a pretty easy thing to find. Mm. But then she goes on and I found this interesting. Um, she was like, nude sex was all about love and bonding for me. I liked it if I was in love, but sex in stockings was about something else, about being the slut of my teenage dreams the femme fatale, the seductress, the bad girl. And those fantasies were about variety, about fucking different men. I'm not very maternal, and it's really hard for me to fall in love. So I guess I was a bit like a horny guy more than a typical girl. Somehow, I just loved being ultra-feminine, but I had a sex drive like a man. Nope. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. And there was so much of that in this, which is... Again, I was like, I'm fine with the foot stuff, really. Yeah. <laughs> but like, don't get me wrong, the foot stuff is good. It's good with me, but it's shit like that. Yeah, that no. would snap me right out of it and be yeah. like, Mm-mm. why does it have to be this way? Yeah, right. But I mean, I guess this book is also like it was obsessed with this idea of femininity and what it meant to be a well-presented woman. You know, mm. very smooth skin, no hair, mm. manicured, pet- sorry, pedicured feet yeah well, that, that like that they would look at my feet and like recoil <laughs> <laughs> um so it's like really like fixated on the sort of hyper femininity that comes with i and i that. guess it's kind of interesting because you think about like stockings and i do think of that in like a kind of hyper feminine sense yeah probably less so now that i've seen more men in stockings who well, also look great I, when I googled nylon stockings earlier, because it's very specifically nylon that's, right, which is like 
the olden, yeah. olden style. Yeah, the um, ones that you've got to keep up with a garter belt kind of vibe. Yeah, like they don't have as much elasticity. elasticity. I googled them earlier, and the first image that popped up was a pair that had a little, like, penis part. Oh, as the first option. Yeah, well. and I was like, right on. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Should we take a break? Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mm. So, he, so, like, given that he's in, in therapy, he kind of, like, quite early on diagnoses himself. He's, like... Freud would have maintained that I'm a sexual cripple, someone who has failed to fully develop into a well-balanced adult. That's page nine. So page nine, we, we have Freud. <laughs> We're dropping Freud at page nine. You know you're in for a good time. Ooh. Sorry, it rhymed. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. It was good. So, like, obviously Freud has a thing or two to say about yeah. fetishes. Freud. Freud comes up in all kinds of places. He's real into sex. You know, he was in the wave of um, medical kind of scientists that moved away from sin and towards, like, scientific justifications for why people are fucked up. I don't know if there's anything really scientific about the things that he has to say, <laughs> no. though. I mean, he pretty much said it, it's something, something, something to do with mothers. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, actually. So Freud attributed fetishism as the adult consequence of the castration complex. Yeah. So I had to Google what the castration complex was. <laughs> the castration complex is an unconscious anxiety that arises during development. And in males, it's presented as a fear that the penis will be removed by the father in response to sexual interest in the mother. Because everyone wants to fuck their mom. Yeah. Um, and in, in females, it's a compulsion to demonstrate that they have an equivalent to the penis. And they blame their mother on the, la- the lack of... Of, of their penis. penis. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, no, I personally feel the lack of penis <laughs> every day. You blaming every, your mom. Every day. My mom. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, I read this Vice article that was actually really, really funny. I, oh, I yeah? highly enjoyed it, but there were some cracker lines, and one of them, it, it was written by a guy who has um, podophilia, and... But he kind of talks about it in general and says, Sigmund Freud noticed the frequent interest in feet and ascribed it to the notion that feet are, quel surprise, a penis symbol. <laughs> Everything's a penis symbol. This microphone is actually very phallic. It is a penis symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout the book, often um, other things will come up. Like there's actually quite a bit of like power play and like hints of BDSM. And I noticed that those were the bits as well that I was like, huh, this is good. (laughs) Yeah. So this is like, this is kind of another theory behind why some people might have foot fetishes is actually that it's like, there's no part of your body lower than your feet 
And if you're like worshiping literally at someone's feet, oh yeah, there's a there's a power imbalance in mm, that as well. I've never thought about it that way before. Neither. And I thought that was really interesting. And you know, foot fetishes can be a variety of things. It can be, you know, really liking massages and up to like sucking and licking. And then beyond that, you have um, like the stinky feet stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, actually enjoying the smell of people's feet. And then foot boys who are the submissive worship at your feet, dom sub kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah i guess it's like there's i think it's like many things it's not one size shoe fits all (laughs) but um this this vice article had this other brilliant line where essentially it starts with um a friend of the author had was having sex with someone and he obviously had her legs over his shoulders obviously. <laughs> and kissed her ankle or kissed her ankles and she like flipped out oh. and was like stopped the sex and was like that's disgusting get out right wow that okay yeah i know and he's kind of he's kind of questioning that response and said um she seemed taken aback when i told her that i thought her response seemed harsh Given how often and how enthusiastically she talked about enjoying having her ass eaten for hours at a time. (laughs) Yeah. Weird disproportion. Like, was that wrapped up in stigma? Like, it seems very disproportionate. Yeah. So that's that's kind of, I think, one of the things as well. You have this large percentage of people who are really into this. And then you have a large percentage, like, quite a few people who feel comfortable being like, that's disgusting. Yeah. You know? And... I think if somebody sucked on my toe without talking to me about it, I would be taken aback. I'd certainly be surprised. (laughs) And also I'd be like, I hope it's dark because like (laughs) my feet are gross. I have some mangled toes. Yeah. See, I don't like, I aesthetically, I don't hate my feet, but I've never really thought of them as a, as a sexual um, positive. I feel like, like, I'm going to show, I'm going to show you. I've seen your feet. Before. Yeah, but like this, like what's going on with that toe? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe you should get it checked out. Grubs, <laughs> grubs. But yeah, so then you've you've got this other kind of real um, emotional reaction to mm. to people being into feet, which is also really interesting that that it's that people find it so weird. Yeah, like because like it kind of stop cuz cuz we accept that people can really like your hair, they can like your boobs, they can like you know girls fetishize guys shoulders and mm, their arms, mm-hmm. ass, legs, but feet. Yeah. And to an extent we even get hands. Like I people I don't Some people have things for hands, yeah. And then really. like there's a lot of like licking fingers and shit in Yeah, sex. that's pretty common. Yeah. So so why is it only feet that have this Yeah, I don't know. I, I find it really like especially if someone's <laughs> I'm in bed with someone and they will like casually like go for a spank or like try to like pull my hair or something, which great if we've talked about it. Or like established that that's okay how is that mainstream but like anything to do with feet? yeah 
I also like I personally I don't like people sucking on my fingers. Weirds me out. Oh why? I don't know. I just like oh. no. I just don't <laughs> like it. <It's... laughs> I feel about it the same way I do as someone just putting my toe in their mouth. Like I, I just mm. like I'm just like oh, why do you feel the need to do that? Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Again, so to me, the whole like feeder gross, blah blah blah. Like, I don't have a foot fetish. I don't think they're particularly sexy either. But I also don't think fingers are particularly sexy. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> actually, just hate humans. <laughs> I think they're foul. <laughs> I mean, every part of their body is <laughs> disgusting. Fundamentally disgusting. I just want to fuck a sentient cloud. That's all. <laughs> is it too much to ask? <laughs> I was born in the wrong century. I need to be born. In a hundred years when sentient clouds exist. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's quite interesting to me. I did also read quite a few, like, what to do if you have a foot fetish. They essentially are like, you know, this is what it is. And if you have it, like, here are some ways to talk to your partner or talk to yeah. whoever about it. It would be really fucking hard to have a fetish and to have to navigate that I mean, you have to navigate all kinds of things with your sexual partners, but like with the added level of stigma around it, yeah, I just I think it would really be challenging. It would it would be incredibly tough, and particularly if you're in a monogamous relationship and your partner doesn't share totally your fetish. You know, there's there's quite a lot there. But the I went to our our one of our favorite websites, AskMen.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it was actually pretty good. I, I found it, uh, the, the tips were pretty good. Yeah, and it okay. was very like, you know, it's not weird. It's not super weird. You just got to talk to them. And also, you know, people feel vulnerable about this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but that's good. There was this one line that was like, you know, how to broach it with your partner. And a lot of stuff was, you know, massage their feet and blah, blah, blah. And this one was like, give her a treat from time to time. Like a dog. <laughs> In Train this, her. In this <laughs> regard. Did Pavlov write this? <laughs> Give her a drink from time to time in this regard. Like new shoes. For many women, shoe collecting is the ultimate porn. What? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, no. Uh. But it did have this safety precaution, which I had never thought about. Um, and this is going on the more extreme end of toe fetishism, um, where you enjoy being penetrated by toes oh, and by feet. I hope you clean your toenails. And that was the thing that it said. Oh, there you go. I did not think about that at all. Well, fungal infections like athlete's foot can be shared through contact no. with the infected skin. No, no. Or even shoes that a person with the infection wore. No. So, that's a safety tip. Oh, okay, let's do it back to the sexy stuff, shall we? <laughs> um... The oh, his name is Algernon, by the way. Like first name or last name? First name. Algernon. Yeah. Al Algernon. <laughs> Sorry. How do you spell that? A L G E R N O N. Is he an elf? I mean, it would. He's Are we in a really Middle short. Earth? <laughs> is he a hobbit? Is that why? Because <laughs> you can only see up to that. <laughs> Um, it's interesting, like, he, he likes women to be submissive, but he also wants them to, um, be really powerful, which is 
we didn't really touch on this with BDSM and, and like dom sub relationships, but I actually quite liked that there was kind of like a nuance there around power and submission mm. as well. I thought it was, um, it came across a bit, which was kind of cool. So like he walks around the street and he just, he kind of like admires people walking around, tries to look up their skirts, yada, yada, you know. And I pulled out a few like lines. It was, there was so much, but I pulled out a few lines. Right. So like, for example, I checked out her shoes, formal, but shiny, nice. And a thin golden ankle chain glittered underneath her hose. Who is ankle chain? Whoa. (laughs) Sorry. I was... (laughs) I was being judgmental, but then that was just... (laughs) Yeah, it caught me by surprise. Also, that's not comfortable. Take it off. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the word slut is used a lot in this, normally in the context of dirty talk, which I actually quite enjoyed. Um, And it's pretty common. Yeah. Um, But it was also often used... Like, in his inner monologue is kind of different. Yeah, exactly. And it came up in both... And it was like, ugh. Mm. Um, and then another one is a pretty Japanese woman in a tan suede skirt and matching high-heeled slingbacks skipped onto the street and I found myself captivated all over again. Busy girl, face set with purpose and a hint of self-importance. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a psychopath. Oh, like I he mean, sounds he's like definitely, he's, the, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he, he, at one point he like is talking about his shop sheer delight he only hires women with legs and feet that he likes and there's a strict dress code and they're all expected Uh... to like be shaven and like pedicured and wear stockings and heels every day the lower half of the walls in this shop are all mirrored so that Mm. he can see so that he can see their legs from all angles Mm. he's also sleeping with the manager whose name is samantha (laughs) Does she have red hair? Is no, it? no. She's a leggy blonde who has a, Ooh. and in quotations, rare hyper-feminine quality who laughs at Al- Algernon's jokes. Oh, no. Yeah, I was oh, like, fucking God. Samantha, get it. And at this point, I was like, and I, I need your genuine opinion here. Do <laughs> Would I? you laugh at Algernon's jokes? Probably not. No, but like, do I have like, do I have a basic bitch name? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but also, I have just like a bully's name. Like very few girls named Abby are nice people, myself included. Like <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so he's sleeping with the manager. He's also fantasizing about all the other staff that work there. And oh, he sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. He gets, like, really possessive about the girls. Um, like, at one point, one of them says that she's seeing this other guy who happens to be a customer. And in his, like, inner monologue, he's like, Ugh, some degenerate leg licker has been, been in here. Bastard, a fellow devotee has come in under the wire and burgled me. Like, what? <laughs> like, you're being possessive and creepy, but also, like, why are you being so, like... Looking down on other people who have got a leg thing. like Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty gross. But then there was like a really like quite a hot sex scene between Algonon. Algonon and Samantha in the shop. 
And, and again, like, a lot of the sex scenes were actually, like, really quite erotic. Mm. But then it was all the stuff around it. <laughs> really <laughs> seems to be our problem. <laughs> it's like, I, I want, I like, I like your sex scenes. I like where you're going with it. But if you could just make it easier to like you. <laughs> yeah, totally. For example, there was this whole other bit where he's doing this photo shoot <laughs> with these two queer women in like stockings and shoes and whatever. And it was like quite hot. Like these two women were like going down on each other, like ripping through the stockings. And Oh, sorry. So this is, this is not like a professional photo shoot for his store. It's for his, well, look to find professional. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a very nice camera. Um, it's for his website. And that's how you define professional. <laughs> well, oh, he's paying Sure, them. you have a good camera. <laughs> it's for his website, leglover.com. He's taking these photos um, of these women it's like it was all very sexy and i was like this girl on girl action is hot i can ignore the fact that algonon's there, there. <laughs> and then <laughs> then he's like a line out of nowhere is like like a male beast i felt a strong desire to mate with these felines in my pride oh. and i was like no oh, ruined oh my god <laughs> I'm starting to think this is written by a man. I mean. <laughs> so, okay. So story-wise, it centers around his, like, obsession with this particular woman called the Nylon Dahlia. Mm. <laughs> who, who is, as it turns out, and I only found this out because I read the Amazon comments. Uh-huh. People loved it. Five stars all around. Oh, all okay. men. Like, there were, like, oh. three comments. Oh. <laughs> Okay, you should have left with the three. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, the Nylon Dahlia is actually based on Dita Von Tees. Um, ah. And so, like, throughout the entire book, he's just, like, frothing <laughs> Dita Von Tees. Um, right. Calling her things like the Empress of Seams or Morbidly Beautiful, the 1950s Gothic, a heartbreaker and tormentor of souls, <laughs> siren and executioner. <laughs> And so, like, he eventually meets her, and they have, a, they have again, like, quite hot sex, except for the things that were, like, Ugh. But at one point, she, she ends up his, at his house, and she's, like, looking through his records. And then she ends up doing a strip tease to Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've often felt like there should be more strip teases to Chris Isaac. <laughs> like, just as a general rule. <laughs> I'll start planning for your birthday now, shall I? Yes, that would be good. So they have like quite a bit of sex, and at one point he's fucking her while while sucking on her toes, like her legs are up, and he's okay. I, yeah, got his. I feel like that would be the best position if Makes you sense. were into toes logistically. Logistically, <laughs> so one thing that really stood out to me, especially having just spoken recently about Fifty Shades of Grey and mm. Tess of the D'Urbervilles, in here there's a little like uh, hat tip to. <laughs> you will never guess which author. <laughs> like, you will just never okay, guess. Okay, can I get a, like, time period? Uh, still alive. Okay. Uh, you like this author. Oh, no. Uh, George Orwell. <laughs> no. It's a, it's a female writer. Uh, female writer, still alive. Margaret Atwood. Yes! <laughs> yes. So... In his library, he's got a copy of The Handmaid's Tale. Mm. And 
So the person he's showing around the library is like looking at all of these pictures of sexy legs and then sees a copy of The Handmaid's Tale and is like, this is confusing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is fair. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, it's a novel with one of the best descriptions of sheer pantyhose I've ever read. And I was like, I don't remember that. (laughs) So like... In terms of the plot, because I'm sure you're really keen to know exactly what happens. Oh, yeah, no, I I mean, so many twists and turns. He has this kind of, like, bit of a one-sided relationship with the Samantha character, who's really into it, and, like, she's open to the footstuff, and she's up for it. Then the Nylon Dahlia swans in. Mm, Classic. And he's like, get the fuck out of here, Samantha. He just, like, obsesses over this this Dita Von esque character ends up flying to LA I think it's based in England it was vague um, <laughs> although it was vague about geography but very specific <laughs> about the I <feet>. mean <laughs> priorities <laughs> although like sometimes when the characters spoke they'd be like what's up governor <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I read it they'd be like I gotta get me stockings on oh, right, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like that. <laughs> and then I gotta go sweep my chimney <laughs> anyway um <laughs> So he flies to LA, chasing the Nylon Dahlia, uh, is like super let down when he gets there and she's like, oh, I'm not having a bar of it. You're boring now. Um, yeah, basic. And, and he like comes back and Sam's upset. And then he, yeah. And he's like, it, the, so like he's in therapy, like having a real hard time because he has lost Samantha because he, his obsession right. ruined his relationship with Samantha. So Yeah. And at the end, right at the end... Sounds like a real sad sack. Oh, uh, I mean, I, he wasn't... Like, I, I mean, there's a reason why all the good bits, in my opinion, <laughs> were really just either women wanking or women <laughs> getting it on with each other. <laughs> so, it was... Look, I... There were points where we were, like, we were like genuinely sexy. Um, but it was terrible that the man involved was such a shit. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, to to wrap up, because this is a highbrow kind of podcast and we need some highbrow content, I have some science. Ooh. <laughs> yep. So, again, looking at um, kind of theories behind foot fetishes, one of the theories posited is a neurological one. So, essentially, there's there's a few parts to it. Firstly, the fact that feet are so sensitive. So, there's like mm-hmm. 7,000 and 7,200, I think, odd nerves in your feet. And as a... Um, is that com- why standing on one of those spiky balls is like... <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, as, as a comparison, you know, the, the clit has 7,000. Obviously, the clit has a much smaller surface area than two feet. But still... A lot of nerves mm, in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that they've found that the brain areas associated with genitalia and feet are adjacent to each other in the brain's body image map. Yes, so okay. for the brain, the feet and the genitals are actually very, very close together. One of the cool things, that, that how this has actually come out, and the person who discovered this is a neuroscientist, Ramachandran. He was doing research into amputees with phantom limb. Okay. Which is essentially, for anyone who doesn't know, people who have accidents and have to have limbs amputated, but then feel as if they still have the limb. And one of the things that people reported 
for um, amputated legs and feet is that they could experience orgasms in their phantom foot. Whoa! What? <laughs> Humans are amazing. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So sometimes when they were orgasming, they would feel sexual pleasure and orgasm in the missing foot. And so he was like, what's up with this? And had a look in and was like, oh, the the brain puts them really close together. Yeah. And so maybe there's something there about people finding pleasure from their feet. Huh. So it actually makes a lot of neurological Do you like sense. a foot massage? I love a foot massage. Yeah. I, mm. And you know, it's kind of similar as like, you know, we've spoken about this when you go to the hairdresser and they give you a head massage and you're like i'm sorry that i'm turned on right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) which i mean you don't say to the hairdresser but but you're feeling it (laughs) and it's somewhat similar to a foot massage for me yeah like i'm kind of like although i would squarely put it within the realms of foreplay for sure yeah although like i feel that about massages that's true but only ones that hurt I don't want a massage that's like <laughs> just rubbing oil on me. No. Um, so interesting facts. Yeah. My last final bit of science, there was a study in 2007, which was essentially to try to establish the relative frequency of fetishes, which is really, really hard to, to gauge. There's lots of issues around trying to do any kind of studies in this space. Um, So they essentially use internet data, um, searching through thousands of forums and things like that. And what they found was feet and toes um, came in at the highest at 47%, which is about what you said before. Um, But then other things came up like body fluids, like blood and urine at about 9%. Body size, like particularly liking fat bodies, for example, about 9% as well. And then in terms of like objects associated with the body... So like your classic like stocking skirts, 33, footwear, underwear, pretty um, comparable. And then stethoscopes, diapers, <laughs> yeah. catheters, hearing aids, and pacemakers. Yeah, medical fetishes are like a real thing. Sorry, yeah. what's the percentage? Oh, less than 1%. Oh. But, it's a, <laughs> but like enough to make the chart. Yeah, but yeah, and, and it's, a, it's a big thing in kink. Yeah. Um, this is probably... I have a Wartenberg wheel. What is Which I don't know if I've oh, actually yeah, shown yeah, you. Yeah, the spiky yeah, wheel. Yeah, the spiky wheel. Yeah. I've been watching Masters of Sex recently. Mm. And like a whole big part of that... Because they are studying sexual response. Um, so they're like researchers. And they like hook people up to all of the equipment. And then like watch them have sex. And like time their orgasms and stuff. Yeah, right. This is such an overshare. Um, <laughs> I, watching that, I was like, oh, it's kind of like the thought of like... Being in an experiment is kind of really hot does it yeah i was like oh that's i didn't expect that there you go (laughs) probably definitely depends on what kind of experiment but yeah yeah also it's like tied into like watching watching watching. being watched that kind of yeah definitely so much self-discovery happening yeah with everyone listening (laughs) all of you Love.